Hi guys, welcome to another SLTV Roundtable podcast. Um, I am, as always, Tybal Talks on Twitter. Um, we've got our usual set around the table today. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the impact of COVID uh, in wrestling and the because it's been about a year uh, since, or just over a year since the first show without an audience and how that looked and how that felt. And we're just going to kind of go through our thoughts and if we think, we think things would have been different or would have been better or would have been worse or just in general, we've got some points we want to touch on. Um, and yeah, we're just going to have have a good time and have a little chat. So I'm going to send it round the table as always to see who's here. Um, so, Adam. Hi everyone, uh, Adam as always, Farrandon Film on Twitter. Uh, yeah, well, again, I've, I've said this a couple of times in the last ones, something a little bit different. So now nothing is a little bit different anymore. Everything is just a little bit different. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Not that we all enjoy keep talking about COVID, um, but I think ultimately in a couple of years time, it's going to be, oh, that was the one that fell in the COVID year. Oh, that was something that happened in the COVID year. Um, and we've had an awful lot of stuff that, for whatever reason, I don't think would have happened the same way had COVID not had happened. Uh, so, yeah, this one's going to be fun. Thanks. Cool. Um, and, of course, we have got Callum. Yeah. Hi, thanks again. Um, this year has been very weird. Um, so I think it's going to be good to, to talk about our, our own experiences of watching wrestling uh, in this past 12 months as COVID has affected not our, our lives but uh, everyone else's lives around the world so let's see what Adam and Ty have made of the last year mm-hmm. I think it's one of them where no matter where you're at in the world it has it has kind of hit you somewhere so it's not something that's like although it's not regional I suppose regional is the wrong word but um, it's not just a UK thing it's not just a US thing it's not just a Canadian thing it's like everyone has had some something affected by this um, and obviously we're sitting here on a, a wrestling podcast, so it would be stupid not to mention the impact COVID has had on wrestling in general. So I'm going to throw it out there. Um, first of all, what were your like initial thoughts when when you realised like audiences can't be places and they did the first SmackDown without an audience and it was like a skeleton crew and Triple H was doing a lot of things and he was on air commentary and stuff. Like, did either of you think it would still be a thing now? Um, Cal? Um, I certainly hoped not. Um, I remember the, like, the first discussion about COVID was probably like around February 2020 and maybe a little bit before that, but... In a bad way, a few people took it almost as a joke and never really expected it to have as much of an impact as it has done. Um, and I think we kind of we were expecting WrestleMania to be either cancelled or postponed. So the fact that it went ahead was a bit of a surprise. But the first the first shows were just weird to watch, you know, because wrestling relies so much on on the fans inside the stadium or or arena. So that first SmackDown was just just really surreal. And I'm not really sure if I want to go back and watch it because 
you know, even though Triple H's role was was fun and it took your mind off everything that was going on in the world at the time, it was just weird to look at a, an empty arena, basically. And it just, it's not really still, it's taken a long time to, to sink in to be watching shows without that audience who plays such a big role in, in everything that wrestling does. Yeah, I think that's the thing, is that I, I think it's it's interesting to see. I think the, the crowd was kind of, um, it, you don't realise how important it is until it's not there. And you don't realise how much the crowd gets you into a match and how much, like, even though if you're sitting at home, the the atmosphere and the, the chants and the cheers and the booze and all that stuff, although it's in the background, you kind of forget that it's such an important part and it adds so much to the match without realising that it adds so much to the match. Um, Adam, what did you think? I think I was convinced at the time that we were still going to get Mania. Um, I was one of the people who, I, I remember, so obviously I'm a teacher, like students in my classes in January going, oh, have you heard about coronavirus? Coronavirus is going to come over and it's going to get everybody and all that kind of stuff. And just saying things like, no, it's not. You know, it won't It won't be a worldwide thing. It'll just, you know, it'll be something that thankfully we kind of miss out on. And then all of a sudden it being, oh, wait a minute, some someone's managed to get it over here. Um, we're going to lock everything down. Everything's going to change. Um, there was a raw, actually, um, I think it must have been the Raw after the Triple H Smackdown that was the 316 day um, oh, and Austin was there at the Performance Centre, oh, yeah. which is really sad to see because it's Austin and Austin always deserves like a big thing. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I was just convinced that we were go- we were still going to get Mania. I don't know why. And then when they went down the route of, oh yeah, we're going to cancel it. I thought they would postpone it. I thought we would get the first year of a mania in August or something like that. Mm. Uh, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's weird when you look, I'm just in my head, I'm going through like images of mania that be with that year being so weird without an audience, the raws and the smackdowns, the pay-per-views afterwards. Um, something that I've written down that we're going to come back to later is the money in the bank that year. Yeah. Um, and then eventually yeah. it felt like it was a long time coming for WWE to really think about what it is that they wanted to do. And then we got the Thunderdome and it's almost like the Thunderdome now makes sense. In yeah. that, of course, WWE's response or reaction to them having no crowd, but it just took them a while to get there for some reason. I think maybe there might've been something in the background of going, Oh no, we'll get fans next week. No, no, we'll get fans next week. No, next <laughs> week, and we just it kept moving and yeah. moving and moving. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a real weird one. I was just thinking then about like which which company do you think has the best no fans setup uh, between Impact <laughs> AEW? And I was just like, I think AEW to be fair to them have, have, might have the best one because they're still able to accommodate and things like that. Um, but the whole. NXT rookies banging on perspex uh, screens like got old <laughs> very quickly. Uh, um, yeah, I think I I kind of do agree and don't. I don't know. See, this is the thing, right? Is that WWE have done exactly what WWE do, which is they prove that um, 
they've sort of done this thing where nobody else would do and it's still a spectacle and it's still a huge thing and it's still like this it's all a, it's all a faff and paraphernalia of of WWE where they've built this whole massive Thunderdome and had the idea of you can come on on like your webcam and you can be there and all that stuff. And I think that's very WWE. I think if AEW did that or even impacted that, I think it would be a bit, it would look a bit weird. Like I think it, it, it the Thunderdome only fits with WWE because of who they are and the way they do things and the seem to just throw money at things. I suppose that's, they've just got, that's what they do. Um, so yeah, I think it's very much, it works with WWE. But if you had the Thunderdome in, in AEW at Daly's place, it'd just be like, what what is this insanity? Like this is this is nuts. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, it's a strange one because I'll be honest with you, I found it really hard to watch matches without a crowd. I was I was banging out Raw and SmackDown in about 40 minutes because I'd, I'd watch the show because I wanted to watch the show, but um, it was the some of the matches were a tough watch, like a really tough watch. I think uh, a lot of people re- rely a lot on a crowd, which is a good thing you, you should do. Uh, but yeah, I think like there's a lot of matches at WrestleMania last year that I haven't seen the actual match, like the body of the match. Mm. I haven't really seen um, because I just couldn't bring myself to sit there for five hours or whatever it was um, with no crowds and it just and the bumps and the because that's what Impact is still doing. Impact is still essentially doing empty arenas, which is mm. a, a yeah. pretty good testament to them that they're still going and they're still doing something and they're still like banging out weekly content without a crowd a year on and people are still talking about how good it is so mm. it, that in itself is an achievement like they haven't kind of panicked or maybe they haven't got the money to to be building a Thunderdome or getting fans in or whatever it may be but um, all power to impact I'll be honest to uh, to be able to like hold steady and do that Um yeah, I think the whole thing at the start was just a bit weird. Like, it was just... Nobody really knew what was going on. But you just kind of went with it and hoped for the best. And as you say, it was... Um, it was like, next week we'll get fans. Or ne- next week we'll do this. And, and, that, uh, like, and that's how it really did feel for a long time. Um, but yeah, I don't... I don't know. I think... So, my question is... Or my next question is, I should say... Um, do you think they should have cancelled WrestleMania, Adam? Um, or, no. or postponed either one. See, when you think about it like that, they'd start. The thing is with Mania, and we're getting it now, is that what we're four weeks away from Mania. Three, no, we're less three. than now, like three. Three, three, three yeah. yeah. Is that we, we've got a card building, and we can see where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the issue there is that if you just pump the brakes on that and it's a case of all these matches that we've built to, 
are either going to get scrapped or they're not going to happen till August. Mm. Your then case is, well, why am I going to keep watching TV between now and then? Because you're not going to be able to sustain that build between now and then. You know, because obviously we were supposed to be getting like Reigns Goldberg, that then turned to Reigns Strawman, uh, sorry, Goldberg Strawman. Um, and I just think that if they'd postponed it, interest would have dropped massively. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it might have peaked if they had an off season, for example, and maybe they just sent everybody home to sit things out for a little bit and then do a big kind of, oh, everyone's all of a sudden back at work thing. Yeah. But cancelling it all together, I don't think would have helped them either. So in hindsight, it probably is the best thing that they could have done. But I'll admit it's probably not going to be my first go-to choice of a mania to rewatch on the network because it's missing that mystique. Yeah. It's missing yeah. the spectacle. Yeah. It sounds like you agree, Carl. <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah. I think I think when you think about last year, everything was being cancelled or postponed from the Masters Golf or the Premier League here in England. Um, I almost think Mania should have gone ahead as planned, but then as soon as Mania had finished, they'd gone for a, maybe a two or three month break off season and returned with a show like Money in the Bank, which always can pique fans' interest because of because it's the Money in the Bank match. Um, and that would have made more sense, I think, than going ahead with the next two, three months following Mania and having those, you know, backlash, extreme rules sort of shows where they're not really shows that can be considered as must-see shows. So if they were postponed or cancelled and they had that little off-season then that made have, that would have made more sense and would have been better for the wrestlers to just have that time off, you know, because obviously COVID back last April was, was I'd say, at the highest peak of, of danger. And just taking just those few weeks and never know what would have happened in June, really. Yeah, I, I do agree to, to a point. I think... Um, I do. I knew WrestleMania had happened because it's WWE and mm. the show must go on. That's an obvious thing. But at the same time, I think when they were still adding matches like two weeks before, when there was still no audience, it's like too tasty. Like just calm down a little bit. Like they were trying to make it like an actual, like like an actual WrestleMania, and it's like we've got these matches. It makes sense to like put an end to these matches and to have a, a conclusion to the build as you say and all that stuff made complete sense but then they were still adding matches and you're just like this isn't needed at all like, I think they could have stripped it back a bit and had a really solid handful of feuds going for a few for a few months like sort of bailed the the idea of Roar and SmackDown, and just had one roster who just did what they did, and had uh, if they were safe doing what they were doing, like the less people. Um, and it showed that they had less people and they had less talent because they were showing main event stuff, uh, pay per view stuff yeah. on Roar and SmackDown. Yeah. Um, so, mm. in that sense, they kind of knew they didn't have a full roster to play with but we're still making matches like a week out of Wrestlemania and it's like these matches aren't needed 
if we've got something that we know where we're going. So concentrate on what you've got rather than trying to add more fodder, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> but it just seems it just that to me seems stupid. But I I buy every WrestleMania on Blu-ray. Um and I'll be honest, I will buy this one. In fact, I don't buy them. Me, me, Mrs. Mum buys them for me for Christmas. Um, and I won't be upset about having this one. But given the option, I'd much rather go back and watch the 24 documentary on it than the actual mm. show. Yeah. Because the, the documentary on it was really interesting. Um, and that's not to say the show wasn't interesting. And I'm sure everyone did what they did and powered through and all that stuff. But it's ju- probably going back, I think, it, I'd watch it differently because it was so, so alien back then to see no audience. I think if you watched it now, it wouldn't be as so jarred, I think, to be like, bloody hell, there's no audience at WrestleMania. Now I think it's like common, commonplace to have no audience and to have a smaller audience and to all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think... I think you're right that it should have happened, but building more feuds was probably a, a bad call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just a quick one. Do do use both want it to stay the WrestleMania to stay two nights when this is all done? Um, I don't know. No, I don't. Um, I don't know because. <laughs> Selfishly, this year because they've pushed it back a week, haven't they? Because it was supposed yeah. to be the week mm. before. I'm in work on Monday the 14th. No, Monday the 12th of 12th. April. Yeah. So I can't. I can watch the Saturday night, but I can't watch the Sunday night um, mm. until obviously I've finished work that day. So selfishly, I'm like, at least I still get to see a bit of it. But I think, I think you do get into a little bit of fatigue. And I know that it's essentially copying the Wrestle Kingdom way of doing things. Um, and that, like, so for instance, with the WrestleMania Kingdom card of WrestleMania Kingdom, Wrestle Kingdom card <laughs> of this year, um, obviously, night one was the kind of semis, semi final tournament, uh, semi finals of the tournament. And then night two was the finals of the tournament. That makes a bit of sense yeah, that there's yeah. going to be like a lead way into both nights. Whereas if you're just splitting the card down the middle, are you saying that one main event is more important than the other because it's going on the actual Sunday main event, the final match of that weekend WrestleMania? Or are you, you know, where's the discrepancy that's happening there? Um, But again, alternatively, there's this thing going round or the thing that went round. So you remember the last Mania with a crowd, Mania 35 in New York, that was so long... Um, because it just carried on and carried on and carried on and carried on, and like, like because we've been to manias before, me and Amy, my wife, we, all, we kind of turned to each other and was like, "Can you imagine getting out of that arena at twenty to one in the morning?" Because apparently that's what time some yeah. people left the arena that day, yeah. and trying to get back to your hotel in New York City at twenty to one in the morning, like there's going to be no public transport. You're going to be yeah. paying for an Uber that's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Um, Jeff Jarrett apparently backstage someone said to him like 
oh, that Battle Royal that started the show was pretty good, weren't it? And he replied with, oh, you mean the Battle Royal that happened yesterday? Because at that <laughs> point, they were into Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. So how long was... How long was, uh, was, was 23, I was going to say. I don't know where I got 23 from. Mm-hmm. Um, how long was 35? 35, I think. It was, it was long. Um, they had a lot of matches, and I think yeah. it, the thing that kind of tipped it over was apparently the main event, so the Becky, Charlotte, Ronda match yeah. might have only started at like five to midnight yeah. or something like that. Was yeah. Yeah. So. I think like, the stat is like Becky Lynch won the title the day after WrestleMania or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I remember like the previous three or four minutes from like 32 onwards to 35. You know, I was awake until half four, five o'clock. Yep. And started watching the show at t- 10 p.m. because of the pre-show. And I think that having two nights makes sense because it stops you staying up until that time. But then they add extra matches, much like they did last year, that don't mm-hmm. really feel worthy of that WrestleMania card. It's like the Otis yeah. Dolph Ziggler from last year and King Corbin versus Elias. You know, those two matches shouldn't really even be on on a SmackDown. You know, yeah, they're your, never, never your super, they're like your superstar matches. Yeah. Um so I guess by going two nights, you know, it adds it adds depth to the card when it's unnecessary. But then you take the one night event, which goes on until half five, six in the morning. And even for American fans, that's difficult to to stay up for. So it's awful for us in the UK. So I think the two nights should stay, but they should just keep to the five or six matches per night and just do a battle royal on both on both nights where you stick your Elias's, your King Corbin's, your Mojo Rawley's. You know, it gives them that WrestleMania experience, but then they don't get a singles match, which doesn't feel worthy of the show. Yeah, I do agree. I think, um, um, I think, to be fair, I think Colbert should be in the main event, but whatever. Um, that's, a, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think um, the the King versus the Tribal Chief is just like right itself. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I do agree. I think the two nights is is good because you don't get that that like fatigue of Buzzy Allen of the match. Oh my God. Another, oh my God. It's because obviously us all being in the UK, it's the middle of the night. So if you're watching it live, um, it's not as easy to do. I think the the downfall of two nights, especially with WWE, is that over time, if it was like, this is what we're going to do, it's going to be two nights. Let's go with this. I think you're right that they just they make it Give it to WrestleMania 40, and WrestleMania 40 will be two nights, and both of them will be eight hours long. Yeah. And it's like, what What are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you doing this? Do you know what I mean? And it's AJ Styles said it when he was on, um, he was on Switch, Switch, what am I saying? When he was on Twitch way back when, Switch, what the hell? Um, and he kind of got asked about it, and he was like, WrestleMania isn't special anymore because. Everybody gets a WrestleMania match. Yeah. And I think he hit the nail on the head where it's like, everyone wants a payday. I get it. I understand that. But back in the day, like you're talking like the 90s or the Attitude Era or whatever it may be, 
you got on the card when you had a legitimate reason to be on the card. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or it was there was you were in the middle of a feud, and that was kind of like the the conclusion of the year, if you like. Um, and then everything started again on the Monday after, which I don't really feel that happens anymore. I mean, it does happen with the matches, but I don't think you get it. Not and feels special, like not there isn't a, a real like not every match is like wow, I must see this. This mm-hmm. is a WrestleMania worthy match. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think it's just it's built for the casual fan more so than any other event. Yeah. Which I suppose it should be because people who don't watch wrestling will still watch WrestleMania. People who haven't watched wrestling for years will still watch WrestleMania. So that in that sense it makes sense. But for week in, week out fans, there's very little to kind of play with, I think. Um but I, I do like the two nights idea. I think it is good as long as they keep it the other two nights because it's shorter, not to have two nights to have more matches and more bullshit and more this and more that and even the battle royals after that like they just seem pointless anyway I'll be honest yeah. with you like, you, don't, you don't get anything from them you no. know it's not no. like the winner of them gets a, a US title shot Let, let's say for this year um, they do the battle royal on night one the men's battle royal and they say the winner faces Riddle on night two now at yeah. least it would oh give God. At least it would give something towards that battle royal to make you invested. Yeah. Other than a trophy oh. that gets smashed. They started doing it <laughs> yeah. a while ago, and I don't think we realised how long ago they started doing it. I'm aware that this isn't about COVID, by the way. Um, that WrestleMania 20 was a five-hour mania, and it had a lot of people on the show, and they were trying to throw everybody on it like mm-hmm. they do. 21 had a pre-show Raw versus SmackDown brand battle royal that was won by Booker T. I think they did something similar with 22. 23 was Carlito and Rick Fuller versus Hurricane Helms and somebody else. Um, and they had Lumberjacks. 24 had the Battle Royale that Kane won. 25 was a tag team Lumberjack match. 26 was a Battle Royale. 27 was a Battle Royale for the United States title. You know, you go on and go on and go on. I don't, I don't think 28 did one because 28 had a triple threat tag match. But mm. they've done this thing where they've just tried to get as many people as possible on the card for good or for bad. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much you're getting paid yeah. for a, a pre-show to be a pre-show lumberjack. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much, how much you, money you're actually getting. Always, mm. always intrigues me about like <laughs> Conrad Thompson started talking to Kurt Angelani about like how much he's getting paid and things like that on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. And there was something, I think it was a Jack Swagger interview. And he said his biggest payday that he got from a Royal Rumble was the shortest time he ever spent in a Royal Rumble, which mm. was the 2016 one that Triple H won. Um, but he went in, Swagger went in and was eliminated by Brock Lesnar. And he was only in there for like a minute. And he got his <laughs> biggest his biggest Rumble payday from that rumble. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, how do you work that out? <laughs> yeah, it's madness, isn't it? Yeah. Madness. See, I everyone gets paid different, so you'd never know. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I remember yeah. um, Flair was going, Flair let money off um, Vince, didn't he, when he was going through um, like his fourth divorce or something like that. 
And yeah. he, he was like, you can just declare, like Vince was like, you can declare bankruptcy if you want and don't pay me back, it's fine. And he was like, no, I'm going to do it, it's fine. I'm, I'll pay you back. And then um, his last match with Shawn Michaels, they worked out his payday to be pretty much the exact number that um, Flair still owed Vince. So his biggest payday... <laughs> He like cut the check, got it, and give it back to Vince. Like yeah. that because he was like that was his biggest payday, and he didn't see any of it. But he was definitely, and he was like, I, I didn't want to declare bankruptcy because I, I, that's not the person I am type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, no, I'll pay Vince back. I'll mm-hmm. pay him back every penny, and he did. But they worked it out. So Vince was like, say you owe me like I don't know, say you owe me like twenty grand or whatever, forty grand. I don't know. Um, but yeah, for the last match, he was like, your WrestleMania payday is going to be 40 grand. And he was like, sound. So he took, <laughs> well, it, it wasn't sound because he's not scouts. But he was like, so he took the check and then like give it back to Vince. And he was like, there you go, we're done. So even that, it, it's just, it's mad. I, I It always does interest me because no two people get paid the same. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's, it is yeah. a strange one. But we digress anyway. <laughs> we digress. Um, yeah, I think... Hmm. I think I think when everything gets back to normal, it is going to go back to one night. Yeah, really. Yeah, because I've heard Triple H and Step say that. Um, yeah. I think that's definitely the plan that they that they want. Um, and I think it's one of them. If you're gonna, if that's what you're known for, and as you said. The last match on the second night is going to be show, going to be seen as the main event mm-hmm. because um, wrestling fans are idiots. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no one listens to this. Obviously, is an idiot. But mm-hmm. come on, we all know wrestling fans are stupid. Oh, well. um, so yeah, that's that's like the. I think that's the thing that it's like, well, you may, call, may say you've main evented, but you main evented on the first night, so that's not really a main event, is it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I can There'll see... be technicalities in pub quiz questions. And... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can see, like, if Bianca and Sasha uh, main evented on the first night, I think they would still be uproar on, on Twitter or, or whatever you moan about wrestling to be like, oh my God, I can't believe... Yeah, can't believe they put them on night one. Oh my God, the disrespect for the women. Oh mm. God. Like, and it's like, well, this, really? Then you go, is, are they better off being the main event in night one or middle of the card on night two? And it's yeah. like... Well, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. It's like, I think, to be honest, with them being two Royal Rumbles and two nights, the, the two Royal Rumbles winner, two Royal Rumble winners should... Mm. Um, main event each night. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's just that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think I do think Edge and Reigns will go on the second night. It's just because it's Edge and Reigns. Um, Edge Reigns and Brian will go on the second night. <laughs> do you think Edge yeah. Reigns and Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Edge Edge okay. is enforcer now, so Edge is going to spear Brian at a fast lane, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. I mean, okay. that would have already happened by the time this goes out. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. As long as um, as long as Edge doesn't win, it's all good. I'm not bothered. <laughs> um, uh, while think... we're on Mania, actually, just before we move on from that, I've just I've, I've I, I realized a lot of people were floating around the Mania card last year because yeah. of COVID and things changed. So mm. I thought I'd just read this from Wikipedia. 
Um, so apparently Triple H said that any wrestler who missed Mania, it wasn't going to be held against them. Okay. <laughs> is that, is, is that held happen, against them? Yeah. Um, is that like a direct, a direct um, like quote to Roman Reigns for being mm-hmm. like, I'm out because um, you can't punish him, can they? No. no. He also stated that any of the talent competing were there in a voluntary capacity. Uh, for the first time since WrestleMania 23, Triple H was not scheduled to compete, which I didn't even realise, actually. Um, wow. I didn't realise yeah, that. So it was no. the first in a while that he'd not done. That's um, why I didn't so like the bat- it. Well, there you go, then. Uh, <laughs> the Battle Royals were not scheduled to occur at WrestleMania due to the limit of the numbers and wrestlers in the ring at the same time. Roman Reigns, who was an increased risk for COVID-19 due to him being immunocompromised from his previous struggles with leukemia, requested to be removed from the match against Goldberg. WWE honoured this and Braun Strowman was selected as a replacement. Andrade was scheduled to team with Angel Garza to face the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championship and was removed to their match due to injury and replaced by NXT's Austin Theory. I still think it's balmy that Austin Theory managed to get onto a Mania card like <laughs> after his debut. Um, <laughs> additionally, it was reported that The Miz had contracted an illness and was pulled from the WrestleMania card. This turned the planned triple threat tag team ladder match for the SmackDown titles into a triple threat ladder match with Jimmy Uso, Kofi Kingston and defending champion John Morrison. That was weird. Yeah, that was yeah. Weird, yeah. yeah, triple threat for the tag team. Um, Dana Brooke was originally advertised to be part of the SmackDown women's title elimination match, but was taken it after putting into precautionary quarantine. And finally, Rey Mysterio was also reported to be in precautionary quarantine, hadn't been advertised in the match, but thought it would be facing Andrade for the United States title. Um, so there were okay. some changes because of yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I just thought while we were there, we may as well mention that. That's interesting um, that like different things of like people were taken out for precautionary things. Yeah. Um I don't know if it was I, I, it's interesting to see if it's like I'm sick so I can't do it, like the mess, yeah. or it's like mm. I um Well well I had I had a day. A day? Yeah, it was a day. I it was a Saturday. I'd woken up and was coughing. And uh this would have been September time. And uh, I remember saying to Amy, like, I'm worried that I'm coughing. And she was like, oh, I think you'll be fine. Just keep an eye on it. Da, da. And then I kept coughing and I couldn't yeah. stop coughing. And I just thought, I can't, I can't risk this, can I? So I went and got a test, had to wait for the test results to come back. Quite annoyingly, the test results didn't come back until Monday afternoon. So I had what to like else? text one of the principals at school and be like, I've had a test. I'm just letting you know. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, as soon as, as soon as I've got the results, I will let you know. I thought I'd get them Sunday. I thought I'd be back in work Monday. They didn't come through. And then the kind of protocol for us is you can't come You can't come into the building until you've got a negative yeah, test back. Mm. Yeah. So it was quite frustrating because, admittedly, I'd stopped coughing after I had a test. <laughs> um, and then I was kind of just sat to twiddling my thumbs on Monday waiting. Um, and then it was just like, oh yeah, it's negative. I'll see you tomorrow. Have <laughs> you so... mm. have have either of you actually actually had it? Like, no. no, no, thankfully not, because you know I would have, I could be quite susceptible to the virus. Um, so I was in a way in shielding. Yeah. Last March, 
Um, I never got like official confirmation that I had the shield, but I always just, just, you know, just took it careful. Yeah. Mm. You know, it wasn't, wasn't worth the risk going out and possibly catching it or, or it worth spreading it with family and family and other relatives. So yeah. I just, yeah. you know, remained cautious of what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I like being at home anyway. I'm used to being sat at home on the PlayStation so such an easy life it is very nice such an easy life life. um so yeah just staying at home really yeah i've been out and about more so than i would have liked i'll be honest because i've still been going to my uh, job that pays the bills um so i i've still been doing that i haven't had any any time off um We've had like bubbles and stuff like that, but um, yeah, we've been like super cautious. I think right from the start, I was kind of like my whole like take on it was like it's a bit sort of it's a bit caveman shit. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like you, I don't care what anyone else is doing. I'm doing this. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'm not going to moan about somebody walking down the street old nans or hugging or like if yeah. you want to do that, smash your way. But I'm don't do it near me, like. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've been in, in work and how I've been with everything, I think, since the very start. And, and uh, my mum and uh, my missus' mum have both been shielding. So we've been doing stuff for them. So we've been out more so than we probably should have been. Not should have been, because that's wrong, because obviously you can go out and, and shop and stuff like that. Um but it's just like super, super precautions. I think that was yeah. what we were like. Well, I mean, we still are. Nothing's really changed, to be yeah. honest. I think it's more about obviously having a young child. You, that was what I was more worried about than anything else. So, um, yeah, it's just one of them where I, I think it it was kind of taking it back to wrestling a little bit. Like I think it was kind of shocking that such a like a contact sport was still happening. Mm. It was shocking that, given all these precautions and given all these bubbles and given all the all the things that everybody got said all over the world, really, um, like don't do this, don't come close to anyone in a different household, it'll spread, it'll do all this stuff, and then you've got this wrestling event that where you're basically hugging in your underpants, yeah. like you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic is still a little bit shocking. It's still yeah. a little bit, like, a little bit jarring. Like, you watch, like, normal TV, if you like, and when people are sitting a little bit too close, you still now you get that, like, oh, this is old, bloody hell. They're sitting mm-hmm. close, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Because it's, like, so... It's such commonplace to have screens up or to be, like, separate, separated by, um, by, like, a certain distance. And, um, and then, obviously, you watch wrestling and they're all over each other. So... Yeah. That's a little bit, still a little bit shocking in that sense, but it all becomes sort of relative to what's happening. Do you know what I mean? And I think mm. more recently NXT have had to change plans because they've had a COVID outbreak again. Yeah. Uh, I read that. I don't know how much has changed, but I did see the headline that um, a lot of a lot of COVID situations, if you like. Of a uh, have happened within NXT, which is a little bit like at this time you're like really, 
Like yeah. surely everything's set up to to get everyone tested and to make sure that everyone's safe and everyone's washing their hands and all that stuff. Like it's not new. So if you're having an outbreak now, you're doing something wrong. That's the way I would look. I would look at it. It pains me to say that because it's it's on to the Vikings face that mm. uh, it's it's down to him that it's not getting done. But there you go. Um, so right, so we're moving away from Mania, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we had uh, the well, actually, to be fair, you mentioned the money in the bank, yeah. Adam. Yeah. Do you so thinking about it? Do you think obviously the money in the bank was a a, a massive sort of shift in what we were used to. But then going back to WrestleMania slightly, we had obviously cinematic matches and stuff like that. So do you think those things, like changing the status quo, I guess, of WWE and what everyone's used to, was that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, was it... I think this was the year where they really got batshit crazy with stuff. And you just thought, you know what, like, we can do what we want because people are going to expect something different. And I think actually going into the Thunderdome has kind of not restricted them again, but has made them think, actually, let's try and get back to normality with this wrestling content that we're putting out. But, like, so some things that I wrote down. So, first of all, about cinematic matches. Like, would Taker and AJ been cinematic if it wasn't for the whole pandemic? And I don't think it would have been. I think they would have just tried to do a straight, you know, thingy match. And I actually remember posting on Reddit at the time um, in the Squared Circle Reddit that I think the better match that could have come out of that that whole storyline had Mania actually, you know, happened as usual would have been Taker and Alistair Black versus um, AJ Gowers and Anderson. Because I think what you do with that is that you protect the Undertaker, first and foremost, and you give the torch to Alistair Black, um, which I would have sooner have seen. But then, admittedly, if my option was that or the Boneyard match, I would have picked the Boneyard match because I think ultimately this was one of the cases where the better thing happened in that situation. And what we had with the Boneyard was great. You know, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, The batshit crazy money in the bank ladder match, like, come on. Like no one, I don't think they would have ever have put that in Titan Towers ever <laughs> if no. it wasn't for. And let's not forget, right? This is the Money in the Bank ladder match where they're running up and down the corridors of Titan Towers. They end up in Vince McMahon's office. He kicks them out. Um, I can't remember who did it, but they basically killed Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio because they threw them off the roof of the building. Yeah, Corbin um, threw them off. Yeah. Was it Corbin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're no, you know, we don't need to mention that again. It's fine. Don't mention <laughs> that again. Um, and then Otis wins. Like, come on. I, I honestly think, I think if Otis had won the Money in the Bank briefcase in a crowd, he would have got booed out of the building. Um, mm. Because I think it was... First of all, way too soon, evident mm. by the fact that he's now back in a tag team with Chad Gable. Um, and just the match was filled with other people that we easily would have sooner have won, AJ Styles being one of them. Um, but for whatever reason, that didn't happen. So I think the whole thing with cinematic matches is we have seen more because of the pandemic. I don't think we would have seen more. I think 
had we still been working towards the Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Swamp thing that happened at Extreme Rules, that still would have been a cinematic match. But everything else that we've had, like I don't think, like Boneyard, yeah, makes sense. And I think makes sense for Undertaker. I don't think um, the Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole parking lot brawl thing would have happened like that. And my God, what a way to ruin a rivalry a rivalry with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa's one final beat. Like mm. that was awful. Um, and I love Ciampa and Gargano and I love their matches, but I hated that because there was a point where they just felt like, oh well, yeah, we'll do it cinematically because why not? Because we can do. Um, and yeah, I think that there's a bit of a weird... Not a just not a juxtaposition, but there's a weird balance there of sometimes they did it well, sometimes they didn't, and I feel like they were they felt they were put into a corner of we have to do these cinematic matches when actually you don't. It's fine. We can just watch it normally. Um, so yeah, I just think Money in the Bank would have been a whole lot different had it not been because I mean let's let's think about the Money in the Bank winners for a second. You get Asuka who immediately gets the briefcase taken away because Becky Lynch is pregnant and she gives her the title and then you get Otis who doesn't cash in because he loses it to The Miz and then The Miz cashes in who then loses it to Lashley and it's like well what's the point in the money in the bank in the past 12 months you know so yeah yeah that's just how I feel yeah Callum do you agree disagree what you thought I agree and like forgot to mention the Firefly if I could pronounce it the Firefly yeah. Funhouse match between Cena and, and The Fiend. Now, that certainly would have been different if there was a crowd. Mm-hmm. I think Cena would have been, you know, there in the ring and having a match. And I think it, it worked for the Boneyard and that match, really, because, you know, last few matches that Take has been involved in, you've really noticed his age much more mm-hmm. than you did maybe five, ten years ago. Um, yeah. I think he could have continued doing cinematic matches like the Boneyard. So he didn't necessarily have to retire at last year's Mania. And I think that's the, you know, so much has changed in the last 12 months. But knowing that Undertaker's possible last match was in front of no one, mm-hmm. it's very hard to, to come to. And then, like, I actually enjoyed the Money in the Bank match because it was completely different and off the wall. Like... Black, Black and Mysterio getting killed wasn't really the, the best of ideas. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, Mysterio reappeared the next night and nothing was wrong. But and then, then and lost then he, his eye a month But then later. lost his eye. Back now, on it. He's going to lose his eye back, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 it's, oh, it's yeah he's all right now. Yeah, That's what happens. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, what right. happens. Do you not then, know? Vader <laughs> did the same thing. Um, oh, right, okay. <laughs> everything in NXT... You notice it was done on a almost a lesser budget and a less production. You know, it was much more hokey, let's say. Um, and again, like the Gargano Champa storyline finishing in that match instead of a match in front of 20, 30,000, which it definitely deserved, mm-hmm. is weird. And I can definitely see them having another storyline in NXT just because they want that final match in front of an audience. Um, but yeah, like the, I've always want to go back and watch that Money in the Bank match again just because it was just so different to every other ladder match that we've seen 
yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even call it a ladder match. I don't no. think. Like it's just, it's not what it is, is it? A building just, match. Yeah, they just happen to be a ladder at the end. Um, yeah, I um, first of all shout out to um, Matt Hardy, the innovator of the cinematic match. Um, and if anybody wants to do a, a podcast on um, the cinematic matches in general, I am one hundred percent down. Um, I am I'm kind of a Callum. Like I really, really, I enjoy a cinematic match. I know that a lot of people don't, and they just want to wrestle, and they like, and that's that's all well and good, and that's fine, and and I enjoy, uh, I enjoy just a wrestling match as well. But I think the idea of a cinematic match kind of adds something different, and I think. Callum, well, I think he's both touched on it, but Callum said about the Undertaker, although it may be his last match. I think the Boneyard match especially protected him a lot. Like, I don't think he could have kept up with AJ. I really don't. Mm. I th- To be honest with you, when he fought Reigns was the, the first time I was, like, sad watching a, a, a Undertaker WrestleMania match because he just looked lost after match, and I, I really didn't like that. Um, I know that Sting proposed a cinematic match between him and Undertaker um, and was shot down. But the Undertaker said he wasn't a big fan of the Boneyard match. So uh, it's it's kind of like six or one and a half a dozen of the other, I suppose, where it's like you can you can have a cinematic match and it'd be good and it can be entertaining and they do all these things. Like I think the Money in the Bank Money in the Bank ladder match was really entertaining and I think the Firefly Flowers match was really entertaining and and I think those type of things that take you completely out of it and add a little bit of comedy and add a little bit of like something that they can't really do and all that stuff I, I do really enjoy because it breaks up the like the constant this match, that match, this match, that match, it really does but at the same time if the people in it like the Undertaker apparently didn't particularly like the Boneyard match. So in that sense, you can really enjoy something, but it's like the Undertaker's like, no, just get me in the ring. I want like I want to be in the ring because that's what I do. I don't yeah. I don't make I don't make movies and make I make matches. Do you know what I mean? So in that sense, you're like, well, I don't want him to be in a situation, or I don't want any wrestlers to be in a situation where they're like, this is shit. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not enjoying doing this. This is especially if it's going to be your last match. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to do that. But I don't know. It's one of them where I think you're right. I think there's a fine line, and I think the like all the Hardy stuff, obviously, and then you've got like the Swamp match and the Money in the Bank and the Boneyard and the uh, Firefight Funhouse and all them stuff, all them ones. They like clearly something different. Clearly not a match. That one final beat was a weird amalgamation of a normal match. And a, and a cinematic match, which didn't make sense. It yeah, was like, dude. if you're going to have a match, a genuine wrestling match, have a match. Don't have a match, and then every so often, like, switch it round so you do something a little bit like you wouldn't do. And remember, I think it might have been the parking lot match between Cole and Dream, and was there a bit where they were in the ring? Is that Was that a thing? Where they were, or were they just all outside? 
Did they have a ring outside? I can't remember, but all I remember, it may not have even been that match, but I remember Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole being in the audience or where the audience would have been, mm. and Dream jumping off the top rope, like into what w- what would be the crowd onto the concrete. But they did it like you seen them jump or yeah. like go to jump, and then you seen them just land on the concrete, and I just thought, yeah. why have you? Why have you done that? Like, yeah, that would ne- you'd never ever see that in a normal match. So why have you just added this weird superhuman elbow drop? Really, <laughs> like he jumps a ridiculous. He probably could do the jump, and he probably could do the elbow drop, but it's just unsafe to do. Like, it was just one of them things where I was like, why even bother producing that? Like, why mm. even? What has that added to the match except taking you out of the fact? That it's a normal match. Like stuff like that annoys me. So that's probably why the one final beat didn't really work. Because yeah. it was like a it was like a wrestling match, but it was wrestling in a film. Yeah. It was like watching the wrestler, <laughs> like, <laughs> which I said recently that I haven't watched, but I assume that's what it'd be like. <laughs> it's lots of like we cut scenes and it's trying to look make it look dead fresh and clean and clever and that's not needed. That's not what you want. You want the two people who despise each other to beat the shit out of each other. That's what you want. Mm. That's why you're watching it because, like, this is a long time coming. Yeah. You don't need weird camera cuts and, like, ways to make it look like a spectacle because it already is a spectacle. Like, people have bought into it. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? So, because I don't think they would have done it with fans and had COVID not happened. But what do you think the reaction to the uh, eye for an eye match would have been if they did that in an arena? (laughs) Um, I I wouldn't even want to hazard a guess, I don't think. (laughs) No. It's a weird... I don't think it it would have happened. No. No. Like smuggle a ping pong ball. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they, uh, they were reports early on, that there was going to be a long, uh, like a long CGI situation or like something where they were going to do something really special with like his eye or they were going to pull it out or they were going to do something or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then when they did it and apparently they made it like the CGI thing and all that and Vince was like, no, it's crap. Like, we're not doing it. <laughs> so they concentrated more on Set reaction rather than the actual the, the eye falling out of his face. I don't know. It's just it's it was such a I don't see with that match. I, I understand and I get it, and it's clever and everything that he did and all that stuff. But then at the same time, he's he's got an eye like he's fine. You can't you can't tell a wrestler that they're going to lose an eye. Yeah, because you're never gonna like Rey Mysterio isn't gonna wear a patch for the rest of his life, is he? Well, that's like it. it's not. It's, it's just not there. It's just not gonna happen. So it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? So, um, well, yeah, the Orton wore a mask on his face for a week <sighs> after he got a fireball in his face. Yeah, there was like literally no nothing in the rumble whatsoever. No, <laughs> not his face wasn't even red. Like 
because there's a one thing where like somebody slapped him and he was like, oh my god, that really hurts because his, his skin was tender. I forgot. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he had a tender face. So it was, like when it was you got sunburned. Like, <laughs> yeah, and someone hits you and you're like, oh, you fuck. Like, you don't know what to do with yourself. Like, it's just two weeks later, he was fine. He wore a mask. He had some jam on his face. We're, we're all good. That was it. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no, literally no continuity to stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? And we've got, we've got Mick Foley 20 years later, still had half his ear. I mean, what's that about? No, no, no. He committed. That's what he did. Yeah. That, guy, that guy committed. No, he, he did actually lose a year. I'm not making He did actually lose a bit of that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not making jokes about that. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's one of them where, look, it, the cinematic match is, it's a fine line, I think. And I think you're going to get a lot of fans who want to just see two people wrestle and see them do these ridiculous things to each other. And just think, yeah. wow, what am I watching? Do you know what I mean? Because mm. at the end of the day, like the, the way I look at it, it's a bit of a, it's just a bit of a B movie, isn't it? It's a bit of like, yeah. a bit of a like an action film that hasn't quite got the budget or the, like they have got the budget, but they're not, they don't commit to it. Like mm. they don't do, they don't go all out with like sort of like explosions and, different things to make it feel like wow this is cinematic like I'm watching something completely different it's just a bit like oh oh do this oh do that and then it's like people punching each other but not punching each other or getting suplexed in a corridor and that is a bit doesn't doesn't really work does it I think I think when like going back onto like the Gargano chamber because they were supposed to have a match I think around Wrestlemania 34 time and that got cancelled because of Champa's neck injury. Yeah. It was just, it was so cruel for both of them to have one match postponed because of injury and then what was supposed to be definitely their, their feud ender be not postponed this time, but taken in such a different way that it would have happened any other year. Yeah. I think that was so difficult. And like the same with, with Edge and Randy Orton at last year's Mania. That, that match had so much build to it, and it was going to be one of the bigger matches at Mania. And in the end, Edge's WrestleMania return was done in front of no one. And then mm. the last man standing match that they had was, it wasn't bad, but it under it under-delivered. Mm. And I think that was so hampered by the lack of audience. And yeah. I'd, I'd actually count that match and their match at Backlash as almost cinematic matches. Because of how differently they were, how differently they were shot, and how differently it was, it was wrestled really. Well, I didn't even realize until I was kind of researching this yesterday that the Edge Art and Match of Backlash was filmed on a completely different day to everything else on the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I yeah. didn't realize it was going to be a bit cinematic, if you like, until mm. they first locked up. Because when they first locked up at the start of it, wasn't the camera like underneath them? Yeah. Which was just the weirdest angle. And then have. they had like almost like a hologram of Howard Finkel. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird one. I think that's the thing. It is a bit of a shame, to be honest. That mm. kind of these people spend life sort of entertaining, and the the crowd is a huge part of of wrestling, as we've discussed. And I think 
a lot if you speak to a lot of wrestlers or listen to a lot of wrestling interviews, they say this everyone says the same thing, which is like it's an unmatched feeling walking out in front of a crowd like that. Yeah. Like there's nothing like it. And then that to have Edge come back to nobody is a bit mm. is a bit sad. Do you know what I mean? And I think well I go on Adam, sorry. Well, I'm I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of a segue because I've I've written something down that links to this. Oh, yeah. Um, do I realised that we've had a couple of wrestlers that have debuted in the pandemic and are yet to be susceptible to fan reaction? So I wanted to see what you thought their fan reaction might be. Um, so Carrion Cross technically hasn't been in a live crowd. I know that like the NXT crowd are, you know, a little yeah. bit now. Um, but how do you reckon that might have gone in a traditional year event, you know? Uh, I think I think people know more about impact than they let on. So I think mm-hmm. yeah. the fact that it's Killer Cross and the fact that he's been on impact and the fact that he's he, he would have got a big pop, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I really yeah, I think he would have he, yeah, I think he would have done okay. Yeah. You, you can't not dislike Scarlett, can you? Mm-hmm. No. Scarlett walks out, she's getting a pop. That's, <laughs> yeah. Let's not lie um, to ourselves. Main roster Keith Lee. Yeah. I don't. I, so I don't. I. I'm gonna get heat for this. I think, but I don't really get Keith Lee. Like. Okay. I don't, mm. I don't really. He, is he a? Is his gimmick a? A robot with his with his batteries running out, hmm. like because the way he talks is it's getting more and more robotic. It's weird, like he, I don't know why he does it, but the way he talks is like a cross between a a robot running out of batteries and William Shatner in the, mm-hmm. in Star Trek. It's so strange. I don't know why he does that. Is it just me who sees this? Like I've not even paid attention that much I've, to it. It's, just, it's, it's really so strange the way he cuts a promo. I swear he did something like on Raw with Riddle, I think, and it was like the way he was talking. It was like da 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 I was like, wait, what? 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 He was never that bad on NXT. I don't know what it is and who's producing his segments, but. I don't know. He's good. Like I, I, I love him in the ring. He's boss. He's, yeah. he's a proper good big man, and he's it's it's absolutely scandalous that he's not getting used properly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think with him being in NXT, he would have done okay in front of a crowd. Probably mm, uh, better than he's doing because he would have got a good crowd reaction, and maybe Vince would have seen something more in. Him. I think I mean? the ones, the ones. Sorry, Cal, I'm going. I was going to say about Keith Lee, obviously, I think when he actually debuted on Raw, I think it was post-SummerSlam, his entrance music was completely different. Mm. So it had been that sort of, almost similar <laughs> on a lesser stage to, to AJ's debut, where it's kind of like a few seconds like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Yeah. Keith Lee, oh, why has he got different music? And then like <laughs> yeah. with with carrying Cross, I imagine he probably would have been your routine takeover debut where, they kind of pan round to him in the audience, and it would have been like a similar reaction to like an EC3 debuting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or maybe maybe Drew, perhaps. Mm. I think it's one of them where I think a lot of fans get wrapped up in the like the music and the name of a wrestler. 
mm. when they move to it. I think it's a lot of it's a lot of bullshit. Of Why is something different? You know, yeah, like he's wearing a shirt. Yeah, like yeah. you get wrapped up in the little nitty gritty of what isn't important. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like it's so strange. I don't. I really don't get it. Like people are fuming that um, one of the rascals is. Wesley. Wesley, yeah. Yeah. But it's like so still wrestling. I don't care. Like yeah. I'm we we spoke about this a little bit before of like tag team wrestlers and things like that. MSK yeah. at the minute is a tag team, so I'm happy to see MSK as a tag team. Like James uh, James Gibson, that's Jamie Noble, isn't it? Zach Gibson <laughs> and James Drake could yeah. be Jeff and Bob, but as long as they're the GYV, I'm not bothered. That's it, yeah. Mm. That's where my like you gotta think way like, back when and like Probably one of the biggest stars in to come out of wrestling was The Rock. Like, imagine The Rock debuting now and people being like, what the hell is The Rock? What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like one of them things where you're like, if you look back, there's some ridiculous names. Like, imagine The Undertaker debuting now. It's like, why yeah. is he going on occupation? Like, why is this his side yeah, yeah. hustle? Know what I mean? It doesn't make sense, but because it's like part of wrestling law, it's okay. He can be yeah. the Undertaker, and that's that's a perfect name for him. Do you know what I mean? mean? It's like, like Triple H, like yeah, <laughs> okay, it's Triple yeah. H, okay, yeah. It's not even three H's; it's actually Triple H. Like, yeah, <laughs> his name, his first name's Triple, last name's H. Know what I mean? Like what? Know what I mean? But. People get wrapped up in little things like why they're doing this and why they're doing that. It's like, just, this is the thing, right? I remember years and years ago, this changed the way I kind of watched wrestling. Um, and it was a, a quote from um, Triple H, shockingly enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, the thing that fans don't get is this is like, it's the never-ending story. Like, just because someone is getting quote-unquote buried now, that doesn't mean that in six months' time, a year's time, they'll be on top. So what you think is them getting buried, that's them, like, showing character. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or, like, showing diversity. Not diversity. What's the word? Um, yeah. Being versatile. You know what I mean? And, like, showing what they can do. And, like, sometimes they're in a little comedy thing, like... You gotta think. Lashley came back and had two sisters who were fellas. Yeah. One of them is like flying high on um, AEW at the minute, and Bobby Lashley's the world champ now. Like, how could anyone see Bobby Lashley being the world champ when he was bending over, showing everyone no. his ass? Even it's like, what the hell? But he they changed because it's like it's this is the never-ending story of wrestling. Mm. You don't need to be on top straight away and if you're out on top straight away it usually fucks up because that's mm. what happened to the fiend so yeah. you can't have it both ways all right yeah you'll have dancing today i don't know why like apollo cruz is someone who you know like yeah a couple of years ago it's like oh well what they've done to apollo cruz is on main event every week and now yeah, he's, yeah. you know he's, he's found a character hasn't he that's it yeah. it's like it's the the never-ending story of wrestling just because this is your gimmick now doesn't mean you're gonna this is going to be your gimmick forever. Does it, just because this is what you're doing now and everyone's like, oh, they're burying him out to doing this, to doing that. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be a world champion in a year's time. Mm. You know what I mean? 
So I don't know. Um, just, it's, yeah. Anyway, back to what I've you were got, saying. Yeah. No, I've got a couple more. Um, so the ones who <clears> I think probably wouldn't still be doing what they are doing right now, um, <laughs> retribution. Like, can yeah. you imagine them with a crowd? Yeah. Like Jesus. they would have got. There would have been a chant. There would have been some kind of, you know, you look stupid, yeah. like slap yeah, face. <laughs> Get all them yeah, going. Slap face, yeah. <laughs> slap nuts. That's what I call them. Slap nuts. Um, I don't know because would they have got away with as much as they got away with when they kind of debuted because they were cutting the ring up and everything. And do you, mm. do you think the crowd? It would have. I think it would have looked better with the crowds, obviously, because of Nexus. Yeah. But, yeah. But then but then what they were wearing really didn't help. You know, they would have got like the the who are you sort of, of chance. <laughs> yeah. I can't who remember who it who are yeah. Was yeah. It, I think it may have even been in a in AEW when Dark Order debuted and like nobody or maybe two members of Dark Order and they, they appeared after the lights turned out and it was almost like the who are you sort of chance. Yeah, the uh, it was <laughs> um evil Uno and um, and Stu Grayson. Grayson. I think yeah. it's worth worth also including AEW and talking about Matt Hardy's debut being in front of no one. But you know, God, this is going to get very real now. But the cruelty of it was was Brody's debut was going to be a week away from his mm. hometown in Rochester. And yeah. you now I know we spoke about him last week, but oh God, it's so sad, mm. so so sad. Brody's whole AEW run. Yeah. Very minimal fans. See, that's yeah. a, that's a heavy one, isn't it? Yeah. Like I always think it's kind of it's sad that Drew McIntyre is a two-time WWE champion and has not defended or won or lost a title in front of anybody. Yeah, like that's a shocking statistic. I agree. Know what I mean? But when yeah. you think of Brody, his whole running in a company. Yeah. It's a. There's a couple of things yeah. like that because I mean I, I I have still got some wrestlers but I wrote some things down similar to the Brody run and similar to you know things like this happening without fans like Undertaker's retirement without fans yeah. like are yeah, you yeah. mad mm-hmm. you, like seriously you you decided to do that. I know it's thirty years on the dot and like yeah. that kind of um, full circleness is never going to happen again. Because it was literally thirty years to the day that he debuted, but you're the telling same me that arena that's... as well, weren't it? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, was it the same arena? Well, it can't, can't be, can it? Because it was the Thunderdome. Um... No, but the same place in where the Thunderdome was was where his I debut was. I don't was. know. I don't know. Have I just made that up? Possibly. Give it a Google. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll fire up the Google machine, and then and then one for you, Ty. While you're firing up the Google machine, Triple H is 25 years special episode yeah, thing that, that was, they did. That was so sad. That was like <clears throat> nothing with a. Fan. I think they just did that for an extra segment. I'll be honest with you. Or like, whole episode. <laughs> yeah, like just because they didn't have a lot of content, so they were like, right, okay. They pulled We're up just... a big calendar and went, "Who's been here a while?" <laughs> oh look, 25. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> And that awkwardness between um, Chips and Vince was because yeah. I don't it's think Vince creepy old father-in-law. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest. I do not remember that that episode at all. 
This is the point. Like, this is my favourite episode of SmackDown ever. Oh, sorry, Ty. <laughs> sorry. But you know, when you talk about Undertaker, the, the 30-year career that he had in WWE and his retirement would happen in front of a virtual audience. And there's yeah, nothing... Like you talk about like the last year, you could never imagine that was going to happen. And I just hope oh. that he, you know, he'll appear at Mania this year, I'm certain, and just have that <laughs> final. Yeah, I think he should. Well, I mean, let's not forget that as, as well as him retiring in front of no fans, they had the whole parade of like, the, this is your life, here are your mm. friends. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. ribbed Kane into wearing his ring gear. <laughs> and then yeah. and then when they finished the video package, they'd all disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it, yeah. Was... I mean, I understand that, but I thought they were going to say something. But I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't. So I don't know why. I don't know why that didn't happen. But um yeah, I don't it's, it's things like that that I, I understand why they're doing it because it's like it's sort of anything to get two hours, do you know what I mean? Mm, and, yeah. and to 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 have matches on the card but not have matches on the card so everyone's like a little bit safer or whatever it may be. But um I don't know. I think it's one of them where it's just a shame. I, th- I think that's the whole the whole top and bottom of it that and it's it's a shame for them. It's not necessarily a shame for us because, like us, they wouldn't have been there. So it's oh, yeah. it's not so much. Oh God, I wish I could have been there. I feel so sad for myself. Mm. Like being being in a company thirty years and literally giving everything you've got, and then nobody being there is. I mean, it is what it is, I suppose. But. Um... Yeah, it's not. It's not the best. It was Hartford, Connecticut, that Taker debuted. Ah, oh, was it? So, yeah. Sad about that. I totally thought it was a. Uh... Ah well, Sad. making up facts on my own. That okay. is uh, going in the Survivor Series <laughs> Ultimate Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Um, um, I'm right, not a couple more that. before I forget to get these guys in. Mm. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, somebody again. You know, I mean, he's had his own little bit without fans. He's technically appeared on TV way before fans, so it doesn't really when he hold. Was like six. Yeah, but I mean, he was taken <laughs> out by he was taken out by Lesnar from the crowd and had that thing with. Of course, he was Lesnar at Survivor Series 2019. Yeah. Oh, so, yes. so that doesn't really make for me at yeah. least. It doesn't really have the same Fair thing enough. as anyone else's debut. Sorry to um, spoil your. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry, Calm. Don't worry. I've just, I'm not, I'm drawing a box around my next two. Um, <laughs> so, a couple of gimmicks for the next two. So, heel Roman Reigns, mm. you know, so far without crowd. Um, and then main event, Jay. The, so. the whole Messiah thing. The whole Messiah thing has been without the crowd. No, Reigns. Oh, Reigns. Sorry. I thought you said Roland. Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. No. Sorry. Um, that main event, Jay. So, yeah, uh, range like, would have been like insane, like absolutely insane. Yeah, he would come out the, the same way that he did at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. would have been absolutely mental. I think the fact that he speared them both and then he was a he was a heel. Yeah, I think yeah, people have been 
clambering for that for, for years. It's crying so. everywhere. Yeah, like... that's it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the it's the equivalent of of Cena turning heel in it. I think. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always been a face. He's always been this. Everyone, everyone boos him because they want to because they want him to be a to be a heel so they can boo him. Ridiculous. But there you go. Um, um is. No, that's it for wrestlers. There were there were two things that I've just got left on my list that I okay. wanted to get your opinion on. I've got a couple. Um, okay. Right. I've got a couple as well. Can I just so I'm going to... Okay. Go on, go on, Calm, you go. I just want to mention the Reigns thing, but also oh, within yeah. that, the, the promos that have been able to be cut in the last year without an audience has probably actually been one of the positives and one of the highlights of, of there being no fans. You know, when, you know, one of the things that, really annoys me is the watch ants or mm-hmm. or what or you know just interrupting during a promo so at least we've had that like the edge promos before wrestlemania last year and everything that reigns has done you haven't had the idiot fans you know chanting what or throwing a beach ball around <laughs> yeah but, you As know, he's getting really quiet going into his face. <laughs> <Yeah. cold. laughs> is, is Reigns going to be cheered at Mania? Uh, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah? Everyone's think, so happy fund- he's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> I think fundamentally, I think everybody might get cheered at Mania. Mm. Because it's yeah. like, we're seeing people again. We're seeing wrestling <laughs> again. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe. I, th- I, I think, yeah, it's it's a hard one, but I think especially with Reigns, I think everyone's so happy that he's a heel, that it's just, that's all they're going with, that they're going to start cheering them. It's a weird situation. I never understood this with a, with Reigns or with John Cena, it's the same thing, where it's like, the, you're the guy that they're trying to push down our throat, and we don't want to cheer that guy, so we're going to boo him. And then as soon as he's a heel, he's like... The, the saviour of the company. Like, yeah. this is the thing I don't get. It's like, you do realise the company still made him a heel. Like, <laughs> it was their decision. He didn't, like, decide one day to come out and spear a good guy. Like, they decided to make him heel. They're still, he's still the corporate guy that he was. Like, it's not, that's the way it works. But, uh, I think you might be right. I think everyone's just going to get cheered. But then at the same time, I think heels get Cheered and faces get booed because it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania yeah. season says, yeah, um, that I just do things differently. Yeah, because you, as I said earlier, you kind of you get the casual fan, like you get people who don't watch it week in and week out, but they'll buy a ticket to WrestleMania. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's WrestleMania and it's that nostalgia and um, which is good, and, and that's why it's a, a, a such a big event, and that's why the Raw after Mania is so interesting and. The crowd trying to get over it is annoying, but the show itself is like no other show. The energy is so high. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if he's going to be... Are they going to go back to the Thunderdome for Raw? There's been no mention of Raw tickets. Um, I think so. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You think if you're going to do it, you'd do it three nights, wouldn't you? Mm. So, what do you think of... Um, uh, um, the Hall of Fame before we wrap this one up um, in like two classes 
two classes, uh, two, one night, but I think it's going to be in the Thunderdome. You know what you've just reminded me of? I had, I had the weirdest dream last night oh, that wow. I was watching a SmackDown, and it must have been like a SmackDown before Mania, and what they were doing is that they were putting, they were going match Hall of Fame speech, match Hall of Fame speech, <laughs> match Hall of Fame speech. I remember just going, oh, I quite like this. This is quite easy going. I could keep watching some of it. I don't know why that was just yeah. like, yeah, um, subconsciously thinking about things. That could work. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could get flared I mean, on there because it'd take about 40 minutes between yeah. a match. But I, I don't know, if you're doing two classes, no one's going to get the moment that they deserve, are they? Well, they're saying that I mean? Batista's not even going to be there. Oh, what the hell is that? I read something this morning about apparently Batista's not going to be there and he's probably going to be doing it over Zoom. Oh. Or something like that. I um, have to phone my mate Dave and see what he's up to. Get your mate Dave. Get him over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He'll probably text me to open with a speech, to be fair. So, obviously. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he is my mate Dave. So, you know, well, I, mean? I would imagine that if they're pre-recording in it, that may, that might mean that speeches get edited, which I don't know if I'm a fan of. I know that people yeah, go on know. forever, but yeah. that's the point. That's the time to, you know, thank yeah. everyone and the mums, and then you know move on. But yeah. if I'm getting an edited version of you know Eric Bischoff's speech, then mm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think personally, I don't think the Hall of Fame should be. Um, the night before WrestleMania, I really don't. I don't think it should be. Um, I think it should be within the WrestleMania week, mm. but I think it should potentially be like after, or it should be like the beginning of the week. I think it's it's just too much of an ask. Like I remember well, it's Goldberg. Not this year. Well, no, I know that, but I think yeah. in back, it's going to go back to the way it was. I would assume oh. where. It's gonna, it's gonna be a, a a ceremony, and it's gonna be the night before. Like Goldberg has said, his uh, his speech sucked because no wrestler was there because it, <laughs> it ran on too long, and he was like <laughs> mentioning wrestlers and where they usually like pan to the crowds and they see them laughing. <laughs> no, no, every wrestler being like, <laughs> like I showed got... the wrong bit. There's just a gap. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> Proper he should ball. have done his uh, should have done his speech in front of the Thunderdome because then at least there'd be more people there watching. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm a huge fan of the Hall of Fame, but I'm not a fan of doing the Hall of Fame in front of nobody. Because yeah. if that was the plan and that's what we're gonna go with, then you may as well have done it last year at WrestleMania. Because what they've done in the past, and I feel like this really shoots themselves in the foot. Is that so? Like every time I've been to a mania, obviously they do like access sessions during the day, don't they? Yeah. And they always put one on at the same time that they record the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so then I look at the wrestlers that are doing the access sessions, and like I think for twenty six when it was in um, Phoenix, and that was when they were doing the first season of NXT. It was all the NXT rookies that were at the access session, so even they didn't go to the Hall of Fame. But oh, like, there's some clear, and it's like, what's the point? Why are you like double booking yourself? <laughs> because like nobody's yeah. going to be either like running access from behind the scenes either because they're all yeah. going to be at the <laughs> so, realistically no fans are really going to be there because you've sold them hall of fame tickets with the travel package yeah so 
who's going to this session? <laughs> like poor Justin Gabriel sat down on a chair, like he's waiting for people. Yeah, looking like Virgil, like no one's here. <laughs> have you been to Hall of Fame or have you just Yeah, yeah, I went to the one in 2012. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Is it um, is it like as long and as grueling as Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, like... Um this was the point as well, were so they, they, they tell you on the ticket and they tell you on the information to try and dress smartly. Um, some people don't do that. Um, no. Some people, like, you know, still wear wrestling T-shirts and stuff like that. Me and Amy, you know, I, I took a shirt and all that kind of stuff in the time. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I'll do it properly. Oh, yeah, um, I we got went... a suit, like, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm presenting an award. <laughs> yeah. I'm here Fuck. if you need me. I'm here yeah. for Lock, Lock 103. <laughs> yeah. I've got me tuxedo. I've got that sort of... Got me top hat and tails, just in case, eh? In case... Kurt Angle doesn't turn up. Triple H is going in. You want me to do it? Like... <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we uh, we went for a meal at Chili's beforehand, and um, we were kind of sat by a window, and all of a sudden, like, like somebody walked in from like a door behind me and walked past, and you know, like we were just kind of waiting for our food, and I'm just looking around, and I look at this person. He's quite small. Um, and he was wearing kind of like a hat and stuff like that. And I was just looking at him and then I recognized the tattoos on his forearm and it was Rey Mysterio without his mask and all that kind of stuff. I yes. absolutely froze. I just <laughs> I, like, I kind of just stopped dead and him. He was like, what, what's up? I was like, it's Ray. It's Ray. Like Ray, Ray's, Ray's there. Like he's <laughs> behind you. Um, and he was just waiting for his food and I kept looking at him and I was like, do I do something? Do I say something? What do I do? And he, I turned around and as he walked out, he kind of, he did make eye contact with me. And yeah. I think to be honest, if I would have said something, he would have reciprocated and would have been nice. Yeah, and, all that yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah. and then as he left, he took a picture with a girl on the other side of the window of the restaurant. And then I was like, shit, I should have asked him. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, we got we got to the arena because it was only like a walk up and you saw everybody going in, obviously looking fancy and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, yeah. that was where, again, you kind of break here a little bit with that because it was like Finley had been fired recently. He was the, um, we were expecting Tensai to debut on the Raw after Mania and he <laughs> was the, and you know, it was just all this kind of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was good, but it was long. Like this is, I, it was the one that was um, kind of headlined by Edge, and it was the one that the horsemen went in as well. Um, oh, so right. they were good speeches, and that was really good to see and nice to see. Mill Mascaras telling the fans that he had two wives was like balmy and weird. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. I mean, it was good to see. You know. It's one of them like bucket list things. Like you. Yeah, I've done one now. Beat, I'm not yeah. rushing back to another yeah. one. Yeah. I think it'd take it'd take somebody. I don't know to be honest. I think if I was there, it'd take somebody that I'm like, no, I want to see this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when Edge got inducted, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That was the first ever Hall of Fame I've like shed a tear over. In fact, the only <laughs> Hall of Fame I've shed a tear over because I remember I was living with my mates at the time, and his missus had come back with like to the house because she needed something. And I was watching it in the middle of the afternoon and was like in bits. And she came in and was like, text me, mate. And was like, um, I think you need to come home and work because because uh, he's, he's not he's not okay. Like he's, <laughs> he's sitting here crying. And he was like, What's he watching? And uh, she was like, What are you watching? And I was like, The uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, 
And she texts him saying, some Hall of Fame or something like that. And he texts back saying, oh yeah, Sam, don't worry, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, because it's edge, because I was like, oh, this is so bad. Like, and what he was saying, and like, obviously, his career being cut short and all that, and you're just like, oh, this is so bad. Like, so yeah, I, uh, that was the probably the first and only one I got a bit like, choked yeah. up and a bit teary mm. and a bit like, sad about. Um, but yeah. Have you watched it back to see if you're on the? Uh, on I watched the... it back. You can't, you can't see us or anything like that. Um, no. But the funniest thing, because this was back in, if you try and remember the set from 2012 time, where it had a kind of curved top, a normal flat screen, and then oh, it kind yeah. of it yeah, bended yeah. in. So the curved top they cut off from the broadcast because it just had the word applause written at the top of it. Which Amy found hilarious. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes uh, info there <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the, right so the last two things that I've got on the list just before I forget um, moving away from WWE AEW related um, Blood and Guts so their version of War Games would have happened if Covid hadn't had happened because they couldn't get the two rings in yeah. Daly's place um, and then the other one Fighter Fest, do you know where Fighter Fest should have been? London, um, right? It should have been in Wembley. Yeah. Should it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I didn't that know was that. was the plan. Yeah, Fest was supposed to be in Wembley. Um, she definitely would have been there, but you know. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I know that um, Tyson Fury's come out to say that he was meant to main event a uh, uh, pay-per-view in London. Shut up. Yeah. No, he wasn't. No, he yeah, wasn't. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I don't believe I mean, that. At all. I don't know. I don't know how out true that is. I like, do but... not believe that. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. I don't know. He's he's a drawer, isn't he? I'm not a boxing fan. Yeah, so but I just that. just the idea that the WWE, for whatever reason, haven't done a pay per view over here in how long, mm. and then coincidentally Tyson Fury's going, "Yeah, I did some stuff with WWE. The plan was I was going to face Drew McIntyre <laughs> in the first UK pay per view in over 15 years, but it didn't yeah. happen because I cut." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tyson. Okay, Tyson. I'll believe. You've been punched in the face too many times, mate. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the blood and guts thing. I think the fact that they couldn't do it means that when they do do it, they'll be more. It'll be like finally the blood and guts thing. Mm. Um, I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't do it because I'm not a fan. I think I've said this before of like AEW going. Eh, what are NXT doing? Oh, yeah. Look at this, yeah, and then yeah. they're just essentially copying it. They will do it though, won't they? Once yeah. it kind of well, I think the um, from what I seen about it, I think a blood and guts match, quote unquote, that's what they're going to call it, um, is more like a war games match than NXT's war games match, uh, because obviously war games is Dusty's is a match that Dusty created. So yeah. I think a lot of things that happen in that situation and like having certain things where they've had bash at the beach and um all that kind of thing all them things that they've done i i don't know if it's fair to say it's a pop at wwe i think it's more cody wanting to like keep his dad's legacy going a little bit i think that's part that's definitely part of it don't get me wrong where he smashed the throne on the first thing, that was a direct shot at him. Mm-hmm. But that got you well worked up, didn't it? Yeah, I was so annoyed. <laughs> so annoyed. I was like, don't you dare. Oh, my God. Like, um, <laughs> no, nah, I wasn't really. I quite, I, I quite like Cody, to be fair. Um, 
I would have liked to see Triple H do something back just for a laugh. Like, you know what I mean? Something Stand ridiculous. on a mask. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, something stupid. Like, I don't know. Have a, an, a new NXT guy come out dressed like Stardust or something. I don't know. Like, it's just something ridiculous. I don't know. Road like... cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently they're still on, like, they're on quite good terms because the Dusty Classic's still happening. Um, and I think they've got to get, they've got to ask the estate to still use the Dusty name. Yeah. I think, because mm. because he, Dusty owned Dusty. Like, Dusty Rhodes owned it himself, I think. Um so they've got to still ask the estate or the, the family if it's okay to use, which Cody is part of that family. So if he was like, well, no, I don't want you to, then I don't know if they could, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I think that, yeah, the blood and guts thing. And then we got the um, the stadium stampede instead, didn't we? So yeah, that was good. That was interesting. Like That was a fun, a fun time to sort of play around with some different things and being on the football pitch and that, that was all right. You know what I mean? Sammy Guevara taking that cart to the face was a, <laughs> was just insanity. And then Kevin Owens decided to step it up by jumping through the screen of a of a golf cart a few months later. It's just insane. Um, yeah, so I, I think the idea of a blood and guts match, I think it'll be more, it'll feel bigger because you've waited so long. That is my official stance. What are your thoughts, Colin? Yeah, I think it made sense to, you know, postpone it for that time because a blood and guts match wouldn't have worked as well without that audience. Um, but I imagine they'll probably do it at some point with this, the new MJF stable against Jericho's inner circle. Um, the pinnacle. The but, pinnacle. Uh, yeah. But whether they, they're able to do that at Daly's place, then that's another thing to be considered. Because if they weren't able to do it last year there, then I assume it would be the same situation this time around. Um, yeah. I think AEW have, you know, we've talked about WWE's handling of the coronavirus. I think AEW's handling has, has been on par with WWE's as well. You know, because they've actually been able to have an audience there for almost, you know, since July, August time. Um, I mean, I was quite sceptical of, of the show having an audience last summer. But as far as I know, nothing has, nothing has gone wrong there. Um, so it just it surprised me that WWE weren't able to do a show in an outdoor arena yet with, with a limited capacity. Because um, I think it's a, going to be a bit of a risk for their first show back to be with 25,000 considering they wouldn't have practiced the measures. And I feel it's it's almost WWE didn't want to be seen um, jumping on the back of an AEW idea of having mm. anyone out, outside watching. Um, but for them to be doing it in a few weeks' time with a combined 50,000 could still be a risk, mm. um, better than having 90,000, but it could still be something that could prove, prove a test. Yeah, I think it's a bold yeah, move, like to to have your WrestleMania for mm. the first one with an audience. With, without they dropped the testing. number, didn't they? Though they yeah. dropped how many they wanted. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's it's a shocking, not a shock. It's very WWE, but I think I do agree with Callum that the the AEW have been on par, but the both of them have been very different 
in the way yeah. they've done it. And again, with Impact, throwing that in there, they've been very different the way they've done it. They've just stuck to nothing in, a, in an arena. So I think uh, coming out of it, I think, where do you think we're going? Like, before we uh, before we end this, where do you think it, do you think we're gonna get back to crowds soon, or do you think it's still gonna be a thunder zone? So, the I do um, a wrestling quiz um, that's hosted by Hooked on Wrestling. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hooked on Wrestling, um, who usually do parties up and down the country. Um, oh, yeah. For like Mania and SummerSlam and things like that, and obviously because that's the kind of like bread and butter, they've moved to these online quizzes. They don't charge or anything like that. It's just to keep everyone going. Um, but they are very, very passionate and optimistic about SummerSlam possibly being the time where they can have a party again and can hold parties again. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously for us, is it June twenty first is the time where things are supposed to be reopening again? Yeah. So that's yeah. what they're seeing. They're seeing that as their kind of like we can actually do something again. So I would mm. hope that maybe SummerSlam we get an audience back. Um, whether it's in an arena and it's socially distanced, so it's still not full. Yeah. I don't know. Um, um I think we're gonna go back to the Thunderdome. And I th- uh, yeah, I think SummerSlam's going to be the first one with the crowd. Yeah, after the crowd, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be a bit of a almost a, a downer to see fans at a, a Mania one night and then next night they're back at Raw with the virtual yeah. audience. I mean, mm. I understand that they wouldn't be able to do shows indoors for a few more months anyway, but it's going to just be odd for one night you've got 25,000, next night zero. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which makes me wonder, and I know it's completely different in America with their stadiums and everything, but it makes me wonder whether there's a possibility of again hiring out a stadium just for a few months again, just to have you know a couple of thousand. Yeah, because it's it's gonna just still feel very different for the next few months anyway. But I feel to start of the second year of COVID, which it will be after Maine, still without an audience it's not going to feel right again until late late 2021. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, final thing that, like, I just want a yes or a no, no, no explanation. Um, cardboard cutouts in between fans? Adam? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it'll it'll look better from aerial shots, and it'll look better when they put the the, the package together. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, Callum. Yes, um, it worked here in the UK for like football matches earlier last year. Yeah. Um, when obviously there weren't any fans there, and it'll be nice almost to send in your photo and say, "Hey, look, I was actually at WrestleMania." Yeah. I was going to say, can we all buy a cardboard cutout? And- <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. You have It'll to stand funny. up and do a pose. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they didn't do the, like, sending in your picture, I think it'd be funny to do, like, um, like, have cardboard cutouts of, like, loads of wrestlers. And then, mm-hmm. like, just in between people. So you've got, like, a cardboard cutout of, like, The Rock or a cardboard cutout of... Andre the Giant. Do you know what I mean? And you're just like sitting there, and then it's like, like we're star studded events here, 
Like, is such a person. Do you know what I mean? This is the WWE way of doing it, innit? That every now and again, they'll go to the crowd yeah. and they'll go, oh, look who's in the crowd. It's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, something like that. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, or like, proper legends. Like, oh my God, it's Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, like, stuff like that. Where he's like, funny and that. Um, that's what I think would be quite funny. Um, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on the cardboard cutout thing. I don't know. And sending your face in. Someone's bound to send someone they're not supposed to send the face in. I think there was a show at the Thunderdome where someone was Chris Benoit. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They, like that's what they've got a. Um, obviously, you're not allowed to have. They've got to vet it all. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not the best, but you know, people ruin it. Don't do that's what it is. Um, yeah, that's our COVID, our COVID show. Um. It was fun, man. I enjoyed talking about it. I'll be honest. Like, oh, for such a depressing subject, it's been nice to kind of go back and see just how much they've actually grown and changed and um, and the way they've done things. I think, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm amazed AEW's still in business. Like, it's insane that they lasted, they've done less than a year and then they've gone into this pandemic with no fans and have still maintained doing what to do and like that's so impressive um you got some um, decent buy rates for Revol- revolution i saw yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah that was that they were our thoughts by all means let us know yours um add some comments tweet us let us know what you're thinking if you've had a listen just uh just say hey and say i listen to your podcast i'm gonna throw it around the table dead quick uh just to see if anybody wants to plug anything um Callum, what do you want yeah, to Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, Callum0898. Um, here's hoping that 2021, as we carry on this year, we see fans back inside stadiums, arenas, uh, whether it be for wrestling, football, theatre events here in the UK. And just fingers crossed that during this year, things will be getting back to normal. Nice, nice. I like that. Um, Adam, anything to plug? Uh, still on Twitter at Farringdon Film. Still doing my walking. I need to go for a walk in a minute. Um, get my ten thousand steps in. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm just. When does this... your ten thousand steps end? When does your not your uh, ten? When, when does it like? What's the, the last date? The thirty first of March. So it's every day through March. Okay, right. Okay. So I'm so nearly you still there. okay. And you can still donate. Yeah. You can still, can still donate. I'm on. 255 quid I think which was the last time I checked which means that I'm a fiver over what I did last the two years ago Um, but I am halfway to my target of 500 which I am now admitting is fully aspirational Um, but I think you can do that that's I'm going to push it a little bit because again my idea is that surely if everyone gives a quid we'll get there eventually won't we Um, but we'll see what happens Uh, well when we're done it yet Send me the link and I will do me thing. On, on you do Twitter. your thing, yeah. Yeah, on Twitter. And they, people listen to Tybo Talks. <clears throat> they do. They and do. people they care when Tybo Talks. We care about talks, that guy. People... <laughs> <laughs> Is this because I say, don't bother about that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm beating you, you to it. <laughs> you're telling me uh, when Tybo Talks, people listen. That's what you're yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, go on, is there anything else that you're... Um... 
that you wanna no. you wanna throw out now? I'm okay. working. I'm knackered. I'm looking forward to half term. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I having a having a toddler in a lockdown is is definitely taking its toll. Are they honest on me? Um, I'm of course Stable Talks, and apparently people do care about me. So that's nice um, on Twitter. Um, so if you want to follow that guy, by all means, I do try and tweet. And when I tweet, people do do thingy. But I I run the SLTD socials, so it's it's tough sometimes to kind of um, work the two of them. And I always think it's more important to work work the business than just let people know what I think. People hear enough of me on there. Um, so yeah, I'm Tybo Talks, but of course, follow SLTD, uh, SLTD Wrestling on Twitter, on Instagram. We are right. We've done, finished the first week and maybe a little bit of the second week, depends on when this goes out, um, of our sixth annual Mania Month, which has got a lot of content from a lot of different people, a lot of opinions, a lot of fun facts, a lot of different things going down. Um We've got a very, if you go onto sltdwrestling.com, there's a very clear banner style for the mania stuff. So you'll be you'll be able to see it and know what it is. Uh, we'll be promoting it everywhere. Um, I think we've got actually something from Farron's coming up oh. this week or the beginning of the next week that he wrote uh, about the roar after mania um so that is quite good i'll be honest i uh, reread it the other day and sorted it all out for you so um don't sound so surprised that it sounds good <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah sorry you shouldn't it's obviously amazing um obviously, obviously. but yeah that's us <laughs> as as always if you've got this far thank you very much you can like subscribe um rate all the things you do with the podcast do all that comment and say these guys know what they're talking about or these guys actually don't comment a bad comment if you've got nothing nice to say don't say anything that's mm-hmm. that's how we that's how we like to think um but yeah as always stay safe stay entertained watch some wrestling and we will catch you next time bye guys <laughs> <laughs>